0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Travel On. I am your host, Amon Dadabo. I know it's a mouthful, Amon Dadabo. I'm with my co-host, Sterling Pobert. Are you there? I am.
1: I feel like I was supposed to start, but I feel like I messed that up, so it's cool. We're just going to go with it.
0: No, it's fine. I actually am going to start it. Good work. Don't worry about it. I love it. Hey, I'm so excited about this episode. It is on prayer. I have a huge love for and faith in prayer. But before we delve into that, guess what? Boom. It is time for a story from our previous episode. So I'm going to read verbatim from an email sent from one of our listeners. And this is what our listeners said. As I was reflecting on experiences with repentance and trying to think of the most monumental one to share, I had a realization. It is not any one time that I was forgiven that had the biggest difference in my life. Rather, it's the ability I have to repent and be forgiven daily that pushes me through and gives me hope. Heavenly Father wants to forgive us, and the scriptures tell us that when we repent with sincerity and true penitence, He immediately forgives us, even if it's the hundredth time we've made that certain mistake. Despite our mortal weaknesses, our loving God is always waiting with His arm extended for us to drop to our knees and humbly ask for forgiveness. He wants to forgive, no matter how many times He has to. all right hey thank you so much listener for sending that email your story and your
1: experience helps all of us you know i think it's important that i like out of that is that it's important to remember that we have to humbly ask we can't just like demand it or expect it to be given to us it's really is a humility thing like out of all things in the gospel i think
0: humility is king I love what the listener wrote. He said, if we repent with all sincerity, and I think right there, what you said humbly and with sincere intent, I think that's awesome. So thank you guys so much. Poe, over to you.
1: Yeah. All right. So for anybody new listening, I just want to remind everybody that we are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so if anybody wants to follow along with us, we both read from the Bible and the Book of Mormon. So if you don't have a Book of Mormon, uh, be sure to hit us up, let us know, and we will make sure that we can send one of those your way. Also, remember, if you have any questions or you want to kind of tell your tale about any of the principles that we've talked about before or if you have a story you want to share with us make sure you email us at travelon at email.com pretty simple pretty straightforward super easy to remember so this week we're talking about prayer I don't know if Ammon said that I forgot but prayer is pretty friggin dope am I right
0: Ammon I love prayer so much because in its essence, it is the fundamental way we communicate with our Heavenly Father. It's a way to keep our relationship firm, strong, and also it actually increases our relationship and increases our faith. All right, I've got a scripture that i like to share. It's Third Nephi chapter 18, verse 19 and 20. It says, Therefore, ye must always pray unto the Father in my name, and whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, which is right, believing that ye shall receive, behold, it shall be given unto you. Boom. Right there, I'm like, yo, that's a power freaking statement because not only does that build upon your faith, but it's like, no joke, if you pray and ask Heavenly Father, He's going to give it to you. That's what I firmly believe. All He wants to do is reciprocate and return what you give to him. So if you're asking and giving all this love and trust and faith in him, he not only wants to return it, but he wants to increase that as well. So down to the bare basic bones, it is saying, ask, and I will give it to you. You just have to ask. I think the
1: important thing to remember in that statement is first off, God is literally our father. Like he's our father in heaven, and. I'm not a dad, but you are. I am. So I'm sure if either one of your kids comes up to you and is like, hey, can I have that? Or hey, can we go do this? The majority of the time, if it like is good for all things, you're going to be like, yeah, we can go do that. Like you want to help your kids out. You want to talk to them and have a relationship with your kids. You're not going to be like,
0: nah, go away. And it's so funny because I'm trying to teach my oldest the manner in which you ask or request something is going to dictate how you receive or if you do receive. (laughs) totally just buys in and feeds into this our listener emailed i know it's for forgiveness but if you are asking or praying with sincerity or with true intent and with good intent our heavenly father is not going to deny you if we ask with
1: a sincere heart and with real intent, then it shall be given to us. So if we have a real question and we're really asking in faith and humbly, and we want to know the answer to that question, then by all means, our father in heaven is going to for sure answer those prayers. He might not answer them in the way that you want them to be answered, but he's going to answer that prayer. He's going to get back to you. He's going to be like, Hey, this is what's up. And so that's just super important to me to always remember. And I forget that simple detail all the time about how that you're praying with your father in heaven so let's go with moroni 7 verse 9 it says and likewise also it is counted evil unto a man if he shall pray and not with real intent of heart yea and it profiteth him nothing for god receiveth none such So that's super important. Actually, I don't think I've ever remembered reading the scripture or highlighting the scripture, but that's super cool that even if we're not asking with real intent, then like it doesn't do any good. Like if you're just talking to God to talk to God, then it's not really doing you any good, nor is it doing God any good because it's like, oh, you don't really know what you're saying. Like we had one thing on my mission that we talked about a crap ton in a zone conference. Okay, so a zone conference on an LDS mission for those listeners who don't know that is kind of just like a conference where all the missionaries get together and have a conference and we just talk about different principles like lessons
0: learned or ways you guys
1: can improve stuff ways to improve we practice skills so that's just what we do at mission zone conferences at a couple zone conference and one in particular the assistants to the president of the mission uh, they're just missionaries who help the president run the mission Got up and talked about how important it was to make sure that we were awake when we said our morning prayer instead of just waking up, kind of being like, Oh my gosh, I don't even know what planet I'm in, and then saying your prayer and then going on to your run. So after that, I started instead of waking up and saying my prayer immediately, I would wake up, go for my run, come back, and then say my morning prayer just so I'm more awake and I could understand. And I had like more forethought into, Okay, this is what I need to pray for today. This is what I'm struggling with today. These are the investigators the people that we're teaching that need help today. And so that's how I would approach it. I just love that that it, you're supposed to pray with real intent and not just pray to pray.
0: I want to add on to yeah, like you said, intent and I really liked what you said, making sure your mind was clear and you have the acute thoughts and desires and you're not just going through the vain repetitions, you just saying it just to say it because you said it a billion times since you were two, you know, but having those articulate thoughts and requests. I know, I know we're supposed to be like folding our arms and closing our eyes and being as reverent as we can. But I find myself several times throughout the day, walking or driving or in the middle of work or something. And I'm just struggling. And as I'm working, I'm saying the silent prayer, like I'm ignoring everyone. I just kind of talk to God and i am pleading and just, I know it's not superficial. I mean, I still open with... And pray in his name and also close in the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But it's like I, I kind of just almost have a conversation with him and just tell him, hey, I'm, I'm hurting. I just need strength just to get me by the next 20 minutes or something, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's wrong. Maybe it's not. But I used to never pray throughout the day. It was like I had prayers at certain times at all the meals, in the morning, at the night before I went to bed. But it's like I honestly never prayed often. I don't remember which scripture, but it's always like, hey, always pray often and have a prayer in your heart or something like that. Yeah, I'm the worst
1: scriptor in the world, so you're asking the wrong person.
0: Hit up Jables. He's
1: probably good at yeah, it. Yeah,
0: Jables, if you're listening, email us at travelon <laughs> at email.com. But in all reality, I'm just being serious for our listeners. Yes, there is a certain way in which we pray. You open with our Heavenly Father and beseech Him with real intent and close with uh, Savior's name, uh, Jesus Christ. It doesn't mean you can't be in the thick of struggles or activity. You can still have that real intent, even if you don't have the time to get on your knees.
1: Yeah, dude. So this kind of goes into a personal story, but not really. But I had a uh, my trainer on my mission. So yet again, for anybody who's not
0: Mormon... Or those who don't belong to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Yes, that's the know it all. I hate you. A no, bit. it's not just a know it all. I'm just saying that President Nelson I requested that we do it, and so we're going to do it.
1: Hey, Nelson's my homeboy. We're basically best. One friends. might
0: even say that he knows the way to my heart. Do you get it? Because he was a heart surgeon. I get but it. Do you get why it's funny? Yeah, I know. I get it. I I get it. <laughs> So anyways, what
1: I was saying is my trainer on my mission, so the missionary who trained me how to be a missionary, he actually gave me probably the best insight ever. So Elder Jones, if you ever find this podcast, Dane Jones, you're the man because you taught me a very important lesson, even though we butted heads a lot, but I was a greenie, so that's what else. It's that we need to talk to our Heavenly Father or we need to talk to God like he's our best friend, like he's in the room with us. And so I think too often we're taught that we need to be super formal, but a lot of us aren't like super formal people. We're all fallen. We're all men. So for me, I think it's super important to just talk to God. Like he's your best friend. Cause if you can't, then I feel like there's something wrong with your relationship with God. And so for me, like some of the most heartfelt prayers are just me having a conversation, kind of like I'm talking to you. Like I say, oh man, this, this was a bummer. This sucked. Like I, I have all these words in my prayer. And so I think that's important to put into prayer prayers is to put actual feeling instead of trying to almost put a blanket over it to be like, oh yeah, everything's cool except for these are kind of bummers. So I'm super informal in a lot of my prayers. And so, yeah, I mean, I think it just works better and there's a bit more relatability, I guess. Like building an actual relationship. Yeah. Instead of like superficial. So in our prayers, we need to avoid repetition. Repetition is super annoying. I mean, if you have a kid and they just come up to you and they tell you the same story over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, you're going to get annoyed. It's kind of like the same thing with our father in heaven or with God. We just keep coming back and saying the same things over and over and I am a huge sinner when it comes to this because in the morning me and my wife say prayer before I go to work but I am so such a dodo bird and so tired in the morning that I don't even understand what planet I'm on so I'm pretty sure I've said the same prayer for almost a week now and I'm like man that is not good and there are some things in there that I do have questions about and I don't feel like that prayer has been answered but there's a lot of other stuff that I'm like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I just need to get past this part and get on to other things in life.
0: And for those listeners who don't know exactly what you need to pray for, don't worry, because if we turn to Romans eight twenty six, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Essentially, what's that saying is the Holy Ghost will step in on our behalf and help us, A, to know what we need to pray for or fill in the gap. Boom. Lawyered.
1: So, anywho, we're gonna take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsor, and then get back to you. Welcome back, everybody. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that word from our sponsor. Me and Ammon wanna finish off this episode by talking about a couple of our own experiences with prayer. It is such a great blessing to have in our lives for sure. I think Ammon's trumps mine a little bit. So I'm gonna let him go first and now I'm gonna go first and then we can end on a strong note. I don't really have like one story that was just like, But I've had a lot of little stories, um, whether it was when I was praying, whether I should go on a mission, praying whether I should marry my wife or not. And now like praying to know what law school we need to go to for her training and her schooling and that. I rely heavily on prayer because I don't know all the answers. Nobody really knows all the answers. I've never met anybody who knows everything. I've met a lot of people who thought they knew everything, but you know, we all know how that goes. But for me, I can definitely always feel like I can go to God and ask God humbly what I need to be doing. So when I went and asked if I should go on a mission for a long time, it was a lot of silence and a lot of dead air just because God wanted me to search out things on my own and try to figure it out on my own before he gave me an answer. Same thing with when I was asking if I should marry my wife or not. It was a lot of, well, it is a good thing. So I am not gonna tell you yes or no, but you know, if it's good, go with it. If it's bad, don't. And now that we're working on trying to figure out where we should go to law school at. For her, it's been a lot of pray, read the scriptures, study it out for yourself, and I'll get back to you. It hasn't been, Nah, you'll be fine. It's, I'll get back to you. Just take your time and really weigh all your options. And so, I mean, there is some work involved in all prayer beforehand for any question that we really have for God. But I know personally that if we go to our Father in Heaven and we ask with a sincere heart and with a contrite spirit, that He will give us the light and knowledge that we are hoping for and that we
0: want to know so yeah pray always y'all pray always dude i freaking love that thank you for sharing i mean i love that because i think prayer is so intimately tied and linked to our very first episode which is faith i'm sure poe there were several times when you were praying you're like "Uh, (laughs) i'm just gonna take a leap of faith because i hope this is right literally every time but I'm sure once you took that leap, you felt that soothing comfort that you'd done the right thing.
1: For sure, man. Like I, that's just how it goes. Like you ask, and it's never an audible voice, really. It's always just those feelings of yes or no. And I mean, we all have different experiences with it, but we all know what it feels like to each one of us. And that's what makes it great: is we're all individuals. We're all different, but God answers us in ways that we're gonna be able to understand, and we're gonna be able to know for ourselves that He's answering us instead of it just being like oh maybe that was something yeah do you have another story or example you want to share that's about it that I feel like sharing. I have other ones that are a little bit more sacred and special to me that I don't really talk about, but you know, that's all I can say is really just pray always and live in a way that it opens up the way for
0: God to talk to you. Yeah. I love that. Make sure that foundation and your guys' relationship is secure. I love that. All right. Enough of my stalling. Okay. So I actually have two stories. The first story I'm going to tell you, it's easier to tell. So I'm going to start with that one. It's actually a story of my prayer. The second story is of someone else's prayer, but I was the, subject of and I'm already getting emotional we'll start with the easy one though okay so a couple years ago before I got married this was after I came home from Afghanistan and I'd been home for probably two three years I was in some serious pain mentally emotionally physically and spiritually I'd already been addicted to drugs and alcohol and at this point I had started to wean myself off and fight through it and started to actually come back to the church and it was great what happened next was I met this beautiful woman who eventually became my wife but the thing is I Lived at my brothers and sisters, so as my brother and his wife, which happens to be Poe's oldest sister, so we're brothers. Basically, yeah. We've been arguing that for what, 14 years? Anyways, sorry. I was a complete bum. Depressed. Legitimately no job. I had $48 and some odd cents in the bank. Legitimately just a bum. And then I fell in love and we were like, you know what, let's get married. And this kind of freaked people out. Her folks were a little like, well, he doesn't really have a job. How's he going to take care of you? My folks were like, well, you don't really have a job. How are you going to take care of your wife and your instant daughter? And one person in particular i won't name names but if you're listening you know who you are It starts with Ch and ends with C, who I love. She's like my big sister. I mean, I lived with her and my brother for years and helped them out and they actually helped me out. But she was the strongest advocate for me, but also she was the strongest advocate for me to step up and be like, dude, you're getting married. You're gonna be a husband and a father. You know how big a responsibility that is? You have no money, you don't have a job. Are you even looking for it? And we were engaged. We set out our wedding date for a very long time. And then inch by inch, my wife was like, I don't know why, but I'm feeling we need to get married sooner like, whoa, uh, okay. I was hoping for that longer (laughs) engagement so I can get my life in order to actually get a job and get some money for y'all. But for some reason, every three, four weeks, she's like, you know what? We need to bring our wedding date sooner and sooner. And it was like, yo, hold on, we're getting married in three months and still no job, no money freaking out. And this is where I started to pray like never before. It's probably a good idea. This is where all sincerity and hope and faith came. I remember the essence of my prayer. And I mean, we did talk about don't repeat the same thing, but I was sincere every single day single time. And essentially I was like, Heavenly Father, I don't care how crazy an opportunity might seem or look to me or others. I don't care what direction it is. I don't care what we have to do, what it entails. But if you will help me provide for my future wife and my daughter, I will do anything. I don't care what it is. Just point me in a general direction and I will just boom, 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 hit the line and keep going. Weeks before my wedding, one of my buddies I deployed with calls me up. was like, yo, what's up, Ammon? Do you need a job? And I said, I don't care what you're talking about the answer is yes and he's like whoa really i'm like yes i don't care what it is the answer is yes he's like oh okay send your resume to my boss i'll have my boss call you two hours later the same day that boss calls me hey what's up Ammon? you know i heard from your buddy that you're looking for a job he has nothing but great things to say to you so let's have a little phone interview i was like okay yeah let's go and start the interview go ahead sir i got all my answers ready for you and he's like so when can you start I was like, wait, hold on. That's the that's the interview? He's like, yeah, when can you start? I was like, holy crap, I'm getting married in three weeks, so how about in four weeks? He's like, yeah, you start in four weeks. What's crazy about this is I lived in Boise, Idaho, and the job was in Las Cruces, New Mexico, or something around 1,100 miles away. My wife, she hadn't really traveled much outside of Idaho or Utah or Nevada, and all of a sudden, I got this job, and in four weeks, we were moving across the country. It was a little scary. So that was the first story I had of my own personal prayer, and the Lord answered and taking care of us after we've prayed with humility and all sincerity of heart. All right, so the second story, it's not the story of my prayer. I'm more of the subject, but it is the story about me. And in order for you guys to understand what's going on, I'm going to have to paint a little picture. So please bear with me. Pretty much all my life as a kid, I knew I was going to join the military. I mean, I don't know if you guys can notice, but I have ADD. I don't like things slow. I don't like things taking forever, whatever. But I thought high school was taking forever and I didn't really think I was learning much. So I dropped out at 16 and then I... pretty much coerced my mom to signing me into the military at 17 because, you know, I wasn't an adult yet. So she literally had to sign me into the military, but it was amazing because she knew how much I wanted this. And so she actually did it. Fast forward through all the trials and struggles I had through training and living as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints in a combat job, my specific job, it was difficult, but my mom was always there. She's always been my champion. And so mom, when you're listening to this, just know how much I love you. And I'm trying to not cry It's not working, but I love you. Continue with the story, here we are. Just so you know, I was in the Air Force, but what I did was I lived, slept, trained, ate, fought, and traveled with Army units, both conventional and special forces. Now, what I did was I acted as a conduit between Army and Air Force. What I would do was coordinate airstrikes, ensure the Air Force didn't strike good guys. And so what that meant was I would go out on missions with these Army dudes. And so one particular mission is what I'm gonna talk about. In early September, 2012, we went on an observation mission so it was me and three other people it was me my buddy and we had two security guards now what we did was we hiked up three quarters the way of a mountain at night so we could overlook a village in the valley below us with known Taliban activities we were almost surrounded 360 degrees by a bowl of much larger peaks and mountains once we hiked up to our observation point we started piling rocks in front of us for cover creating a defensive fighting position so if we we were to get into a firefight hopefully would have protection so as such i nestled up my back resting against a little rocky alcove like it almost encircled me almost like a hug and my buddy was about an arms distance to my left and the two soldier protection teams they were about 15 feet below and in front of us they were hunkering down in their own defensive positions So we'd been there about three, four days with no activity, nothing crazy. But then on September 5th, 2012, I remember watching the sunrise and honestly, it kind of looked like the Owyhee mountains in Idaho. It looked like home to me. And I remember the beautiful display of colors in the sky and I just, I couldn't believe something this beautiful was here in a war ravaged country. one that's been in turmoil for thousands of years. The thing is, throughout my entire deployment, I had little moments like this where I was just like, this this is so beautiful, this is amazing. And sometimes it legitimately felt like I was just going on a camping trip with my buddy. But like I said, September the 5th was different. So about 11:13 a.m., there was this deafening crack between me and Logan, who's about two, maybe three feet to my left, a rock explodes from an enemy fire and we didn't know at the time but we found out later that what they were shooting at us was anti-aircraft artillery called a dishka, and the actual round the base of it was a 14.5 millimeter diameter and for those of you who need an image just imagine a bullet that can rip up an aircraft that's flying low so we didn't know it at the time all we knew that we were taking heavy fire So with the cracks in the zips of all these rounds hitting all around us, they're hitting the rocks beside us, below us, above us. It was so close I was getting hit by shrapnel-like shards of the rock that's being torn to shreds by the Dishka. I could feel the overwhelming and oppressive heat of the rounds flying by. And so at this point, what my job requires of me is to get contact with the appropriate agencies to request attack aircraft in order to call in airstrikes and kill the bad guys. From our position, we had zero comms because of the mountain right at our backs. And by comms, I mean communication. There was no way we could get any communication to anyone or get help where we were at. So not even thinking, not even knowing why I did it. And I have no idea how I got the strength but there was a surge of power flowing through me and i grabbed my rucksack which was in my backpack with my radio and i left my defensive position and began running up the mountainside completely exposed and as soon as i left my cover the enemy seemed to train on me and they trailed after me the entire way i could feel the heat waves emanating off of the rounds as they flew between my legs and hit the mountain right in front of me. They kept zipping and smacking the rocks all around me until I reached the top of the mountain and started setting up my radio. This was the only location I knew I had good comms and so <laughs> I wasn't thinking I didn't know anything other than I needed to get aircraft. And so I sat on top of the hill exposed for about 10 minutes with the dish around sitting all around me and I wasn't moving I was just kneeling and talking on the radio and by the time it was over the three other members of my team walked up and they're like how are you still alive and I didn't know I had no idea and one of them said it was like there was a of protection around you. And that alone was, was enough for me to be like, thank you so much, Heavenly Father, for protection. There is absolutely no reason why I shouldn't have been killed, let alone the only injury I sustained was my blown-out ear. The worst story comes <laughs> I found out later, almost a full year and a half later, that that night with an 11 and a half hour time difference. In the middle of the night, my mom woke up. And she didn't know why. But she had this overwhelming need to pray for my safety and to specifically ask that Heavenly Father place a circle of protection around me. That's what I tell you guys. I can, I can promise that the power of prayer is real. And if if you come to the Heavenly Father with a good intent, and that true desire, and that humility, and that need, he's he's there for you, and he will not deny you.
1: Dang all right y'all straight up prayer works that's how we're able to see those miracles in our lives is through prayer just like Amon stories tell like there's no way you should like that no it, it doesn't make sense, but it's through prayers that we're able to ask for miraculous things and have those things given to us, and that's what we really need to do is seek out knowledge and then ask for the truth, ask for help with those things that we're dealing with in our own lives. Prayer and faith, can't say it enough. If you have faith, you pray, and with that faith that you have through your prayers, mighty things and mighty miracles can happen. Well, that's going to do it for us this week. Look forward to our next episode next week. And we're going to be talking on humility and really centering around that, talking about stories that we've had of being humbled. Probably this last year, I've had a lot of super humbling experiences and we can talk about that next week. But for y'all, make sure you email us at travelon at email.com. Tell us about your story, about prayer. We want to hear from you we want to tell your stories and let people know that God still alive he's still helping us out we don't live in the dark ages and he wants to help us out he's anxiously engaged in trying to help us out
0: so if you guys have enjoyed listening to us if you guys love what we do please go ahead and head over to our website and see how you can support us in helping others travel on there's a link you can click on located in this episode's description anything and everything helps we appreciate you so much we love you and so until next time we here at travel on are out